We got shit to do. Well, let's let's get to it. Yeah. Mm. Let's get down to business. Down, down to Christmas town. <laughs> I like it. Game cast. I'm Jake. I'm Jason. I'm Elsa. Upset about gooses. It's Christmas time, motherfuckers! Yeah, deck those halls and some people with it. Jake, specifically Jake, just punch Jake in the face. <laughs> yeah, knock out my remaining tooth. No. He's <laughs> so lonely sitting there. The kids also give me shit about that. We all have a good laugh at my <laughs> problems. <laughs> Hey, Baldwin skips a generation, so I'm going to laugh when their hair falls out. <laughs> You're a terrible man. <laughs> no, I'm just spiteful and willing to play the long game. Like I said, a terrible man. <laughs> anyway, in our normal Christmas tradition, we got each other gifts. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> We're recording now. I can just let it all flow. <laughs> uh, so uh, do we uh, round robin, say the name of the game that we got and go from there? Yeah, sure. All right. Well, uh, Jason, you got me uh, Backroom Beyond. Uh, Elsa got me Bad Way. <laughs> Terrible name. Uh, Jake, you got me 16-bit trainer. <laughs> yep. Don't laugh. I won't make you regret. <laughs> I looked specifically for this game because I thought you'd hate it. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to to what you're going to say because I don't think why I thought you would hate it is actually why you hated it. I'm very curious to have that conversation. Ah, okay. So, uh, well, I'll get started because this will be quick. A backroom beyond. <laughs> Developed and published by White Vortex Games, released July 2022. I don't know why I had to say 2000 there. Uh, It is, I will read the Steam blurb for you here. Backroom Beyond is a first-person game that mixes puzzles with platforms in a dark, harrowing environment that makes the player question the protagonist's sanity. Based on the internet myth, Backroom Beyond makes the player wonder if that journey is about something more personal. Elsa? Internet myth. The backrooms? What? The backrooms? Yeah, so the whole internet trend, the back rooms, it's uh, like an interdimensional space. Basically, it's like, um, you ever been in an empty office building? Sure. Like, the empty, empty. Carpet are all yellow? Yeah. Yeah. It's the idea that, like, that kind of area is uh, a space between spaces. Yeah. Are you familiar with the SCP that's just an Ikea that never ends? No. Okay. Well, it's like that, but an office building. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So that basically is this whole thing, a whole bunch of like video games and uh, videos have popped up. God, it was like the last, what, two years? Uh, I want to say longer than that, but yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's all like indie games and creepy pasta shit. Got it. Yep. It's just internet memes and references. Sure. Yeah, uh, so whatever this bullshit said isn't what this game is. What this game is is a long, boring puzzle game where you have to slide a box. It's 40 level, uh, forty levels of put box on platform, and 
the way that you go very slightly changes between levels. So like while level one and level 40 are markedly different, they're even in different locations, they're not that different. So your protagonist, you're in the back rooms, you have a box, you need to push it. The box is heavy. It doesn't want to be pushed. Sometimes there's green boxes you can pick up to stack, to climb. There's blue boxes that you can push, but you can't pick up. And it's uh, incredibly boring. There is voiceover by someone whose first, second, and possibly third language wasn't English, telling you about how uh, spooky and what a piece of shit you are. (laughs) And uh, this place is scary. Occasionally, there's eyes that pop up. There's a really big eye that shows up in the middle of the walkway like it's supposed to be a jump scare and that it shows up, but it isn't accompanied by any sound. It's just suddenly there, like it glitched in, and then you can walk through and it doesn't do anything when you touch it. Hello. The very end, you go up or down a staircase to either escape or accept your fate, I think is what they were going for. I don't know. It's hard to say because it's uh, muddled, bad looking. Everything is way too shiny in the game that uh, or in a way that, you know, uh, cheaply made Unreal games are. And I was looking at the other kind of games that uh, White Vortex does. It's either RPG maker or shitty first person horror. Hmm. And like, God bless them. <laughs> like I was there. There isn't a lot to talk about. It's uh, you start in the back rooms, you end up. So it's the same yellow office building look. Sometimes there's no floor and you have to go along a certain path. You end up in the woods. Could you maybe elaborate a little on the uh, voiceover that's telling you you're a piece of shit? Oh, uh, he's only there sometimes. It ends up this weird shadow creature that's staring at you as you go through your own personal hell. I guess you may or may not be crazy. I don't know. He shows up, says a line, do you really think you're good? And then leaves. Please tell me that was verbatim. Do you know why you're here? Gone again. Now, the first level, there is a warp to stage eight. Oh my God, what? Yep, which I hit. And I don't know if there's any, I I didn't see one in any other part of the game. So like, I don't know if there's just warp gates that you can go through to progress through it. This is fucking Mario? Yes. Mm-hmm. And they just left in fucking dev test uh, shit. Yeah. Oh, right. At some point, you're in a subway. It's the same thing. You're just in a subway. They do the fun thing where you have to... With <laughs> trains or sandwiches? Uh, God, I wish sandwiches. That would have been funnier. No, trains. Uh, there's one, one of the puzzles. I don't know if you catch the quotations on that one or not. <laughs> you walk to the end of the tunnel. You turn around. Suddenly, it's different. You walk all the way to the other end. Suddenly, it's different. Oh, the game will constantly murder you on stuff that suddenly isn't there. You move through stuff that you shouldn't, and physics is a a lie. Is there any consequence to death? Nope. You just start over. Yeah. So really, it's just kind of a pain. Um, I don't have too much more to say. This game was very boring, but it was short. I was in it for like 90 minutes. Shame. Needed more invisible platforms like the last one I got you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I get what you were going for. It's just a shame that uh, it was a bit of a... Swing and a miss. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the last one was, uh, I forget what it was called. Some awful puzzle game that is absurdly bright and, like, horrific to play. Hey, I loved the fluorescent white on fluorescent white platforms that you could only see from a certain angle. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I went the other direction and was hoping for, you know, horrifically dark bad puzzles. Unfortunately, they, uh, didn't put the puzzles in. Yep. It was dark, though. You know, Jake, three years in a row, you have received either like puzzle games or walking simulators or some sort of like that subgenre of things. I think you're due up for something else. I agree. But I do hate puzzle games and walking simulators. <laughs> Duly noted. <laughs> he hates Christmas themed things I, more. 
I oh, remember. Oh, this wasn't a mm. hundred nonstop levels of goddamn Christmas <laughs> bullshit, right? I was over in 90 minutes. I thought I got off light this year. Holy shit. I mean, you did. I have ideas. Hmm. Super. <laughs> because I received a present, a game from Jake this year. Um, 16-bit trader, T-R-A-D-E-R, like a person who trades things. Developed and published by Forever Entertainment, S-A. Don't know what that stands for. Don't care. Um, this is a... I looked it up. It's kind of wild because it's not a single tiny developer that a lot of these Steam Trash games, you expect like, oh, this is one dude who bought some Unreal assets and slammed some shit together and yeah, yeah. like put it out in the world. This is a, um, a mobile dev that published their own games before pivoting to being a publisher for frankly just trash they're enablers of trash they have like over 70 games uh with their publishing stamp on the switch alone damn this is one of the games that they developed and published and uh you can see why they stopped making games (laughs) it's also wild too because they got their hands on some real names uh they are help responsible for like the panzer dragoon uh remakes house of the dead remakes front mission remakes oh shit names you know yeah they also were responsible for this and um i find it absolutely wild that like you go to the steam uh page on this game and it has 500 reviews (laughs) so that logically means with the the steam math that you do that it probably sold thousands of copies to tens of thousands of copies of this game unless like all of those reviews are like completely bought and paid for which is possible yeah because um oh no (laughs) unload you are met with uh calming generic fantasy ren fair medieval music and a very bland menu screen that makes you think more of a school project than an actual video game like you're expecting you're about to get a powerpoint about 13th century England instead of a um, Oregon Trail slash spreadsheet simulator. Because <laughs> that's the gameplay. Um, I checked the menu options, made sure you could toggle the music on and off. I don't know why I didn't turn it off. <laughs> Languages and a little question mark in the corner that brings up several paragraphs of the lore. There's lore? <laughs> There's lore. Uh, your highly detailed and complex story in which you are a young merchant in the kingdom of Asavala. And it tells you a little bit how to play. Um, you know, you're trading things, you're buying things low, selling things high. You're going to different towns and doing merchant things. Your basic See, drug lord setup. Yeah, it's great. Uh, go bankrupt, die in a gutter with a tragic and slightly dependence on alcohol. Live the dream. <laughs> A, a, a merchant lord has exploited your father, a lower merchant working under him, and somehow got your father killed on his journeys by sending him on a dangerous trade route. And you uh, have vowed to take vengeance, not like murdery vengeance, just uh, to surpass this rich merchant lord and become the richest merchant in the land. And you do this by accumulating <laughs> one million, insert pinky finger in corner of mouth here, gold pieces, and then you are the richest ever. Absolute victory to capitalism. Fuck yeah. Hooray. (laughs) So you load in. There's a market of goods where you can buy shit. You start with a single cart, a few diamonds, and a dream in your heart. Uh, The diamonds are only good to sell. They are just basically currency waiting to happen. 
Um, generally, you're supposed to remember the prices of things that you buy and, you know, sell them somewhere else for hire. And I cannot tell you how cruel this premise is to somebody that doesn't give a shit and has a memory disorder. <laughs> but also, it's only particularly cruel if it uh, worked. <laughs> And I got to a point where I realized it didn't. And so um, there's an alternate win con that I think you're supposed to. We'll get there. Uh, it's the alternate win con you drank yourself to death. Yet I'm somehow still here. <laughs> All the prices in a single location are fixed to the same scale. So if like vases are high, so are hamburgers and iPods and Lambos. Um so, like, there's no variation within a single place. It's oh. it's just, like, this is the place where all the prices are high, or this is the place where all the prices are low. What? <laughs> so they've already failed at, like, the basics of building a game. Yes. Absolutely. Mind you, uh, these change over time. So, like, you can't just keep going to the same place, and you can't keep just schlepping things from, you know... Jersey to Michigan and just have that be your trade route. Um, uh, you know what? Fuck it. You get to suffer through all of this. <laughs> Each location features a market and an inn. Uh, big cities also let you trade in diamonds uh, and also hire dudes, uh, mercenaries. Dudes are important. We'll come back to them later. There are also random side quests. Uh, the very beginning of the game, you get a side quest to recover some Duke's chest he lost in a different city. There's a reward attached. I think, okay, maybe there's some plot happening organically here through gameplay. Like, maybe this chest will lead to some intrigue about its contents or why it was lost, and then we'll go from there and we'll have, like, a greater narrative. Why do I hope? (laughs) (laughs) It's the hope that gets you. (laughs) Yeah, so in this first town, I literally just buy a few random goods i buy a carpet and a vase and it's at a certain price point and i go to the next town over and i can sell these things for half of what i bought them for and i just think oh no (laughs) because like it's markedly lower and i'm like do you just do you just buy things and lose mostly yes um point of buying the dudes the mercenaries are to one prevent bad things from happening on the road but not really prevent just make them less bad because there are random encounters that's kind of the Oregon trail thing your little cart goes from town to town and like little pop-ups but instead of like shooting a rock and getting killed by a bullet (laughs) you get robbed (laughs) you just get robbed over and over and over (laughs) and there's no rhyme or reason There is no indication whether or not, like, there are more bandits on this trail than there are on another trail. It's just, hey, fucker. It's robin time. Give us a third of your gold. It's a third to a quarter of your gold every time you're robbed. Fuck. Your goal is to get to a million gold from about a (laughs) hundred. You can see how this might be difficult. (laughs) The highwaymen just come tap dancing (laughs) in. And if you... If you have men, if you have mercenaries, uh, it doesn't prevent the robbing. It just lessens the robbing. Hmm. It's like they take like 5% of your gold instead of 30% of your gold. Or it depends on how many dudes you have. And uh, you can hire multiple dudes. Uh, there's a certain amount of upkeep, though, to the dudes. So you can't just keep them. You can't just buy them and keep them because then they're a money drain. And you're just sitting there losing money and being like, I'm going backwards. Don't look at your phone, fucker. Look at me. No. (laughs) 
<sighs> but in the end, you can also buy drinks for random patrons. Uh, sometimes they will give you a treasure map. And the treasure map, you can go to other locations, either mines or ruins, and look for diamonds. You can you can go to mines or ruins and look for diamonds, but it's like an incredibly low chance that you even find any. If you have a map, it's about a 50% chance. Um, I followed a bunch of side quests around thinking like, maybe these will chain into each other. And they kind of did. They never really had a connecting thread. They were just like random bullshit fantasy thing. Like a knight wants me to get him a magic potion because he's bleeding to death. And it's like, my guy, like penicillin has not been invented yet. By the time I get halfway there in my wagon, you're going to be dead. Your kids will have mourned you and moved on. And I'll come back with the magic potion. And your kids will be like, Papa died two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that hat's stopping her from tearing her hair out yeah <laughs> that's why i'm wearing a hat so i can keep my mostly full head of hair i thought this was the way you were supposed to play the game <laughs> like and i was also looking for opportunities to trade i managed to trade a few things for you know a profit i'm like I'm a real merchant now. Look at me go. And I have like a thousand gold when I started with a hundred. Moving up in the world. Um, and then I got robbed by bandits. <laughs> <laughs> I got robbed by bandits. <laughs> do, do you want me to tell you why I picked this game for you while you collect yourself? <laughs> yes. So uh, I saw in the reviews, uh, just like it looked miserable, right? You know, as we're scrolling through bad games. And it was, um, it's your basic drug lord premise, buy here, sell there, except that it costs you more money to travel than you could ever hope to make. And I thought that has to be so frustrating to try and hit an end goal with. <laughs> that, that'll be fun for Elsa. Yes. Yes, it was frustrating, Jake. <laughs> I don't know about the bandits to just take a third of your acquired wealth. <laughs> so my first playthrough, I lost. I zeroed out. Mm -hmm. And I just got a game over screen and said, fuck it, try again. And I'm like, okay. I loaded. Well, I didn't load. I just started over again because I had figured I had just run myself into the ground. I need to like start over with more information. And I do a better job at trading. And I accumulate a good like... I don't know, 10,000 gold. And in the... Because I looked up a guide to see like how low you can sell things and how high you can sell things. And um, in that guide, it also mentioned diamonds. I'm like, I haven't done any like treasure map stuff. I didn't buy one because it was really expensive. I bought one this time. Went over, did some experiments, got diamonds. And got like times six my wealth in a single trip. I'm like, okay. Damn. So apparently this is how you beat the game. Um, <laughs> the, the flying ninjas came in to just steal diamonds or what? <laughs> thank Christ, no. <laughs> However, um, I learned that you need to hire, you can hire mercenaries to help you mine. So I, you know, hire five guys. I come away with more diamonds. Um, and time to hire a little uh, literal army and see if this thing is capped or if I can just do it all in one go. And I hire 250 dudes. We're going mining a last with, with a small army. And we come back with uh, 400 something diamonds. The expedition takes 3000 alone, just an upkeep to move a single square on the map. But like I come back with 
about like seven seventy thousand. So that times six-ish multiplier. And like, okay, I can do this. If I do this two more times with growth built in, then I can hit a million. And so that's the goal. Um, the problem is the upkeep. Uh, they cost so much that you need to hire them all in a single spot on the map move as efficiently as you can to a mine, mine for diamonds, come back and dismiss them because you can't just sit at a place and mine, even if you have multiple maps. There's there's a cooldown of sorts. Um, you can only hire and dismiss mercenaries five at a time. Oh, I was I thought we were going one at a time. So at least, you know, you got that going for you. <laughs> yeah, at least I got that going for me. The button to uh, hire and dismiss has a confirmation pop up in a different part of the screen. So you can't just sit there and click. You have to watch and click back and forth. And I'm sitting here getting like the worst of Sonic Frontier flashbacks when you have to sell Zibzobs to the elderly man. <laughs> Five at a time. Yeah. But this is the life that Jake has chosen for me. So I'm in. I go back to my quest. I have 70,000 in cash and I'm moving on to the next mine. I start the hiring process all over again. I go to a thousand men, five at a time. That is 6,000 gold per space of movement. So it's 12K to go down and back to a single mine. Apparently having a map is not guaranteed to have diamonds. And you cannot save scum the existence of diamonds. So I bought a thousand men, went to a mine. It's empty. <laughs> and because I needed to dismiss them all before they sucked away all of my ability to pay them, uh, I had to fire a thousand guys. So <laughs> there was that. <laughs> And I, I learned through trial and error that um, every time you go and get diamonds, the next mine you hit will never have diamonds. Huh. I mean, you can exploit that. Yeah. that. yeah, exactly. So you go and do a big trip, get the diamonds, come back, sell the diamonds, dismiss all your dudes, go back just by yourself and go, oh, look, no di diamonds here, and then leave, and then you come back for another expedition that hopefully will have diamonds. You looked like you wanted to say something. No, I, I was honestly hoping that every time you fire your mercenaries, they just become highwaymen. <laughs> <laughs> that would explain why you get robbed all the time. <laughs> She's got so many diamonds. <laughs> Thankfully, bandits cannot steal diamonds. Huh. Bandits are idiots. <laughs> so, I learn of the the exploit that I we just talked about, and so like knowing that I have diamonds coming on my next visit, I hire two thousand dudes, five at a time, uh, and the expedition barely comes back with a profit. <laughs> so I have no idea what the randomness is here for the number of diamonds that you receive on a uh, any given visit. And so I have to dismiss them all and do it again. But I have half a million dollars, so I'm, I'm halfway there. And I think I've learned how to trade. I can just buy like all the food and clothes, like the lowest tier item at a, at, at a cheap place, go somewhere, sell it all. I'll do some saves coming to make sure I don't get robbed by bandits. <laughs> There's a limit to the number of items that you can buy at any given place. So it's just capped. So like to the point where like each trading 
thing only gives you a few thousand. So like diamonds are the only way of beating the game. So I go back and I hire 1,500 <laughs> men. Five at a time. <laughs> it keeps going up every time. <laughs> and I end up with barely a profit. And I go, fuck it. I'm going to save scum this. And apparently you can save scum the rolls on the diamonds. Because the next time I load it up and uh, let's search for diamonds, I got 10 times the number just randomly. I have no idea what the multiplication table is. And I don't give a shit because uh, I got a million after that. I win. You suppress the man whose negligence killed your father. You buy him out and turn his mansion into a library. He is suddenly employed as your servant for some reason, which doesn't make any sense. He doesn't suddenly become poor now that you're rich. It's just two rich assholes. Welcome to capitalism. So was that good for you, Jake? Was it that was. compelling? <laughs> Did you feel that raw, visceral adrenaline high of trading diamonds and mining carpets? Dear listener, you can't see the visible frustration on her this whole time. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> it was everything I hoped it would be. Each time I did one of those massive expeditions full of clicks, uh, it took roughly 20 minutes of consistent clicking. So I played this game for four hours. It felt like 10 and there's no hotkeys. There's no quality of life improvements. It's just a lot of continuous clicking. And some menus have small transition animations. Nothing more than half a second. But uh, when you're trying to recruit a literal army, it becomes a mite tedious. <laughs> hey, half a second adds up real quick. You can't just input the number of dudes you want. Like, you know, type 100 dudes. Uh, they have that functionality for trading. You can type in, I want 100 parcels of food. And it's like, here you go. I want 100 mercenaries. Nah, we can't do that. <laughs> Mercenary groups only ever travel in packs of five. Everybody knows that. <laughs> That's just science. I don't know how you could enjoy this game. Like, the art is fine. There's a cartoony little board game style. Not in a bad way. Uh, but it's not interesting. It's not novel. The game just randomly fucks you over. Um, and if you're not safe scumming, uh, you could take a random 10,000, 100,000 gold hit when you're at half a million. And so, you know. Yeah, no, I don't give a shit. I just don't fucking care. Um, this was an awful experience. And I feel it was a betrayal of whatever shred of friendship I thought we had. And you will be hearing from my lawyer. And I like, I gave Jason a funny little haha jank game. Um, this year? No, I am going to find something explicitly crafted to make you suffer. Something that does not respect your time or you as a human being. Jake's getting shooter spheres next year. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, okay, but compare it to shooter spheres. You might be getting shooter spheres next year. Look, I had told Jason, I think one year we should all just play Shooter Spheres, or every year we both just get you Shooter Spheres. <laughs> to be fair, I haven't finished it. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I don't know if you can either. That's it. That's 16-bit Trader. Um, don't ever play it. I just wasted a good, like, 15 minutes of your life. Sucks, man. <laughs> Jason, what did you play? I played Bad Way. 
it's a truly miserable naming structure here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it showed up in my, you know, uh, email, because we send these to each other, and so you have no idea. And you just see the title, Bad Way, and there's this guy holding a pistol out like it's some action movie. Like, he wants to be James Bond. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's a bad way, uh, according to them, is an action-adventure game in the style of TPS. What's TPS? What's TPS? I don't know. Tony Pro Skater. (laughs) (laughs) They don't elaborate. It's in the style of TPS. History professor Michael Wayne hadn't yet realized the trouble he was getting into when he got the call. The unexpected trouble that he didn't plan at all would drag him into an adventure that he could never imagine. So if you can tell already, uh, English, eh, probably not their first language. Yeah. Uh, That continues. (laughs) through the game um do they just mean third person shooter that is entirely possible i think it might be oh because it is it's a it's a (laughs) over the shoulder uh it's uh it is nathaniel drake at home (laughs) 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 that is the like if i stopped right there that is a truly concise description of this character, this game, and what they were going for. They thought, we can make Uncharted. And so they did. Michael Wayne is a professor. Why? Don't know. Is he Batman? Maybe. Did it ever say a professor of what? Nope. Good. He is a professor. His wife is sick. What is she sick with? Yep. <laughs> he comes to, uh, I don't know, this like crime bookie dude. John Crime. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I need money. And the guy's like, after last job? Nah, man. And <laughs> Professor Michael Wayne is like, no, my wife is sick. I need money. And he's like, well, how much money? 150000 150000 I can't get you that kind of money. And you're like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> oh, to be clear, that's because uh, partly the character models don't move when they say things. Uh, their mouth will sometimes open and close, but not in time with what they're saying. And the rest of the body, face, everything doesn't move. They're just standing there. <laughs> and so you're like, I don't know. This is like, this is insane. This is like truly what like, when you think like good, bad, this is the kind of shit you're hoping for. Because it's wild. And you're like, I don't know why any of this. So your wife's sick. She's probably dying. She probably dies. You're, <laughs> you have to adventure away because you're Nathaniel Drake. Uh, you use your professor detective skills to go after this lost treasure. So that's his, well, I can't get you that money, but I know of a job to get a treasure. See, some people are going after Mansa Musa's treasure. And I was like, oh, we're actually doing like Real history things. history. Because Mansa Musa was uh, fabled to be one of the richest people of all time, a king in Africa from uh, Mali, the Gambia, Senegal, that area. Because, again, this is pre-before they were actual countries. Yeah. Um, Spent time in Egypt and kind of all traveled around Africa showing off his wealth. Took all the gold. Took all the gold in Africa. (laughs) So, like, okay, yeah, they're going after Mansa Musa's treasure. Like, that's, that's a legit thing. And they start in America, where Mansa Musa was famously known to be. Yep. <laughs> Are they actually searching for the treasure in America? Yeah. Cool. 
So you guys, you're like, I'll get, <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll get to the gameplay after I get through the story because like they are wildly disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does the like Nate Drake straight up thing where like you go to a place and then like the bad guy's already here. And then you solve a puzzle and like it's like the map you're looking for is in another location. And you go to another location, which is in South America. The other place Mansa Musa famously was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know why we picked a historic figure and then went, eh. Because we were going to do the Lost City of El Dorado or some shit. But somebody was using their degree and thought, nah, <laughs> Mansa Musa. No. <laughs> no, no, there was no thought here. You just Google rich people in history. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it, it, that's the whole like. You then go place. You then finally go to, I think Africa. You're in the desert. I think you're in the Sahara. <laughs> God knows. You solve a puzzle and then the game ends. What? What? <laughs> yeah, you don't find the treasure. The real treasure was the sick wife we left at home the whole time. <laughs> Again, presumably she dies because the game just ends. No more game. What was the last thing that happened? <laughs> I don't honestly remember. Because it like isn't like a grand, you found the treasure. It isn't, there isn't any resolution. It's just like, okay, maybe you found the map to the real treasure. Maybe not. Because it like wants to set up more because... You know, Uncharted, there's more to do. Bad way too. Bad way too. Coming this fall. But they don't. It's just like, it just ends. <laughs> so the gameplay. Yep. A lot of the levels start out with you in a car. Why? Don't know. And you're driving like through a fucking like jungle in America. <laughs> <laughs> because like they start you out in your car and you're driving, you're like evading dudes and then... You have to get out of the car because they put rocks in the way. Or if you're really fun, you can try to ramp the car off of like nearby rocks and shoot over the rocks that are supposed to stop you and then keep driving your car through the level that they don't want you to do. But it's much funnier this way. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come up to, you know, like the platforming section. So you got to like shimmy across a wall and do something. And there's some like guys above you. And then you shimmy over into the combat section where... All the combat sections, they usually give you guns at the, like, there'll just be, like, some crates. And you, so basically, it's, like, pick your gun. And you have many options for gun. You have bad gun, bad gun, worst gun, completely inaccurate gun sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, you can grab, like, it's not an AK, but it's basically an AK. And uh, you can spray all the bullets. It holds, like, 20 at a time. <laughs> you spray all the bullets and then you reload and you spray more bullets unless the person is standing literally within your character model you don't plan to hit them oh sure <laughs> this thing has the accuracy of no shooter spheres <laughs> yeah i tried to use the automatic weapon for a little bit you don't hit things even when you do like i emptied not just a clip of 20 i emptied the entire like two or three hundred like reserve ammo so 300 bullets. I killed one guy. Oh, my God. Damn. <laughs> there were five dudes in this level. I killed one of them. <laughs> then I picked up the sniper rifle and it lets you scope down. And the sniper rifle insta-kills dudes. If you hit them, they die. It also shoots like a laser beam. <laughs> at a distance of yes. <laughs> 
So if you take the sniper rifle, you can just walk backwards where the guys don't even know. Like you're just back up on different parts of the level and then just scope them. They're all dead. Marvelous. Did you get a sniper rifle every single combat? Basically. Some of the guys have sniper rifles, so you kill him and take his sniper rifle. More ammo. <laughs> There's grenades. Don't use them because, like, aiming a grenade is like aiming an angry squirrel. Uh, you just kind of huck it, and it bites your hand, and then you explode and die. Uh you know, the other things that kill you, because it's usually not guys, because they are also as inaccurate as all hell, because I assume the gun just has the accuracy set to, this does not hit targets. <laughs> you have to watch out for other guys who have sniper rifles. They'll kill you dead. <laughs> it's a sniper battle. Every level is a sniper battle. So is it a one-shot kill anywhere, or just like yeah, chest just up? Or, oh, okay. <laughs> Thinking finger, dead. <laughs> <laughs> they're crouching, and their butts hanging out from behind cover. Boop, done. <laughs> Get them. Uh, then, you know, you go, you pull a lever, and it opens a portcullis to get you to the next area, which is, uh, you know that it's the next area because there's just a car sitting on a bridge. <laughs> You're like, guess I'm getting in the car, and then it, you know, loads you into the next area, which is completely somewhere else. It's not, like, every level is discrete. There is no connection, actually, between levels. The other thing you have to watch out for in terms of deaths uh, two two main things. One, fall damage. Oh, sure. How do you accurately gauge fall damage? No one knows. No one can know. <laughs> it's a mystery. <laughs> you look down and you're like, I could make that jump. And you do. And you make that jump. And you're like, easy peasy. And then you see another jump. You're like, that's less than the jump I just made. And you jump. And your legs explode and you die. <laughs> what? What? So my favorite was uh, one of the early levels. You go... You kill some dudes, you go, you walk up this weird ramp thing to a portcullis do door, and you pull a lever, and the portcullis opens. Now, the portcullis is below you. Sure. And it just clips up through the, like, rampart you're on. Fuck yeah, it So, does. like, it's just, the portcullis goes from being below to being above, just in front of you, floating in midair. But the door's right below you. So I was just like, I'm gonna just hop down. And I do, and it just instant kills me. <laughs> So now I get to play through the level again. So I go through, I kill the guys, go back up to the lever, pull the lever, portcullis opens. To get back down to where that is, you have to go back through the level of all the guys you killed and back down. It spends way too long to just walk. It doesn't respawn the dudes. You're Ooh. just walking. <laughs> Which is the other dangerous part, because you really have to watch out when you randomly clip through stuff and get stuck in the geometry. Yes! That's the other thing that kills you. <laughs> is it dudes? No. It's fall damage and being stuck in the geometry. Like, it is hard to describe how, like, it is super generic looking, right? It doesn't look quote-unquote actively bad, like... The models are all reasonable textured, but only because they were presumably purchased that way. Because it doesn't look right. Sure. You know, it's they assembled, like, jungle trees and just threw them together with some rocks they found. So it has no cohesion. <laughs> it looks like an assembled level. Mm -hmm. So it's, while not... Act, you know, being, oh, it's bad to look at. It is bad to look at because it's just wrong. And then so much empty space... Right, like, the distance, you know, you look past where the level is, and it's nothing. Because they didn't build anything besides <laughs> the level. 
you know, you're in these ruins and like the ruins that you can go into are made and there's no other ruins around anywhere. Only the ruins you can interact with. The one ruin. The one ruin. <laughs> there's a train level. That's fucking awful. <laughs> I don't actually know what they wanted or expected from the train level, other than me throwing lives at it until I won, I guess. <laughs> the train level is where I learned that if you uh, save and load the game, it respawns all of the enemies. Oh, no. So if you kill, like, half the train and then save it, and you load it, it respawns all the enemies behind you. Huh. But the AI pathing is so bad that you can actually just run forward as they're trying to hit you. Save and then reload, and it also resets their aggro. <laughs> so you can just sprint past everything, saving and reloading. Oh, my God. <laughs> A functional game for functional people. <laughs> so it gets to this weird point where, like, I don't know what I feel about this game. Do I hate this game? Maybe. It is a horrible, <laughs> janky, broken mess. It sucks to look at. The voice acting is terrible. I wish I could tell you that, like, the, the little bit of information I gave you, how stilted and bad the dialogue is. <laughs> it, like, because when you're like, my wife is sick. How much? I need 150,000. 150,000? Ha ha! And like, that is, it is so bad. Which is funny. And then you have to play the game and it's miserable to play until you figure out how you can exploit it. And then you're just like running past dudes, save killing their memory. And you're just like, <laughs> mind wipe! <laughs> And it's hilarious. But then you trip over a rock and you fall through the level again. And it's just bullshit. <laughs> so what would we end up with here? I don't fucking know. It's a bad way. Jason, <laughs> like... <laughs> that was beautiful. Really brought it back, man. Tied it off with a little bow. Perfect. Christmas is saved. <laughs> It did everything I was hoping because I wanted bad acting in jank. And it sounds like we got both. Oh, yeah. In spades. <laughs> like how every every year we always have somebody who had an accidental good time. A I, meh game and something that's very clearly the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> She can be angry all she wants because, like, she's played, what, six bad games this year? You know, that's fair. I didn't even play the worst game you guys played this year. It could have given you that for Christmas. Oh, my oh God. My God. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't 150 hours. And that's fair. I wouldn't have got, I would have gotten, like, five minutes in and been like, nah. That's about as I far played as we got. Series again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, shit. Fuck it. What do we do now? I guess we answer letters from <laughs> listeners. <laughs> bro, 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 bro. This is a short one. So, like, I don't know. We'll vamp about more random nonsense. <laughs> this is a suggestion and a question. Ooh. Uh, so we'll split this up with the suggestion. I think you guys should play Halo Infinite. Which, like, is I that did. bad? And, uh, well, I don't want to play the multiplayer, so I don't know how bad the story is. It's fine. Right, I, was not, I didn't think that was, like, particularly bad. Yeah, I thought people had issues with it, but, like, people have had issues with Halo games since Halo 3, right? Yeah. 
this is the one because you know the name infinite that they're trying to make like forever like you know live service game live service update forever yeah. which are just like uh, i don't care for 10 more seasons morty yeah <laughs> but i don't know i know it like when it came out there was a bit of harumph about it but yeah but that was because they had been saying the whole time they were going to ship with say multiplayer and then didn't yep and then uh, other features that uh they said will be added later and they're like but you promised it at launch and they're like get wrecked nerds but like all those features are in there now aren't they i believe so right so. i feel like i've heard sometime recently that like halo infinite is finally getting into a decent state so this might be an old message i don't know not particularly, but they like right. it could have been one of those things where they played it at launch and then like yeah. it was a mess and now it's not. Yeah. So that is the blessing of like live service type stuff. If we ever need a reprieve briefly from the crush of awful, maybe maybe we'll boot it up. But I don't know. Maybe. I mean, the problem is there's so much more awful to go. Yeah, right? Like, uh, we can spend a worse time than uh, playing a Halo game. Like, okay. <laughs> does uh, does it still play like a Halo game? Like, I'm in. Yes. Like, yeah. From what I understand, okay. like, it, it's it's just more Halo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that is what I would want out of another Halo game. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's okay. Fuck it, I'm in. So, you know, maybe we will, but then After not we do actually have a podcast on it because, like, it'll be fine or whatever. I don't think you can way back, like, play old broken versions. Right, the No Man's Sky problem. Right, it's the, uh, you know, when uh, this comes out beforehand, so I can't talk about the Sonic. (laughs) I intentionally didn't upgrade it so I could use the exploits. Oh. My game updated, yeah. Mine too, maybe that's why I couldn't pull it off. Yeah, my uh, Wii U isn't hooked up to the internet, so it can't update. Smart guy. Because I believe they patched them out. So that's kind of the thing is like uh, games nowadays can patch and update. And, you know, people talk about especially uh, I think the big story with the uh, DLC was people talking about how Cyberpunk is really quite good. Oh, yeah. Uh, The 2.0 update is sick. Ooh, I need to pick that up. You will hear more about that in the uh, (laughs) year in review. (laughs) Because uh, as much as I've kind of been beating the drum of I liked Cyberpunk from the beginning, it's so good now. Hmm. All right. Got a new graphics card. Might, might just take it for a spin. Uh, and then the other one, the other part of this is a, is an interesting question because, like, you you might have some some answers here because, like, boy, howdy. Uh, you're, we, me and Jake have talked about this plenty. Uh, what's your least favorite game developer? And why is it Square Enix? Yep. <laughs> Do we need to go into why? I can, I can, yeah, stop that. <laughs> I can happily uh, start screaming about why. Yeah. Please. Well, who else can't figure out how to tell a story outside of a fucking cutscene other than Square Goddamn Enix? Who needs seven trillion zippers on every fucking character outside of Square fucking Enix? And I thought maybe that's just some Japanese thing, right? Like they got to have like fucking pouches and zippers like they were drawn by Rob Goddamn Layfield, but no, it's just fucking square. How can we pointy up all of our anime fucking protagonist hair more than they fucking need all the goddamn time? Who makes games a long 80 hour grind for just simple shit that you want? Square fucking Enix. Shit game after shit game they release. And uh, when we get to the year in review, I got a couple 
people that we fucking did from Square God. Well, just one. But <laughs> then I want to fucking touch on because, like, they, they stopped caring oh, years ago. And, like, all of their games that we have played for this podcast, which is numerous yeah. at this point, uh, is just riddled with so many of the same bad things that you just covered. It is so devoid of what well, feels like interest in making games. Yeah. They feel hollow and soulless copy-paste garbage. Also, Square Enix is responsible for Battle and Wonderworld. So, like... Whoa, that made Yuji Naka go to jail, so that's a win for everybody. And I hate to give it to him, but you gotta. Technically, <laughs> no. Yuji Naka the... made Yuji Naka yeah. go to jail. <laughs> yeah, because it wasn't Battle... I mean, it was, it wasn't... It was when he started, you know, working with Square Enix, because it was another one of their properties that he knew about yeah. that he was insider trading on. Yeah. Well, it's like, even when they tell a story, it's such a rote, by the numbers, beat to death fantasy story that they want to do. Even for games that aren't fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is it is funny to me, looking back and being, you know, uh, like nine and playing uh, Final Fantasy nine and ten and being like, man, I can't wait to play more Square Enix games. Yeah. And now I hate them. Hey, that was six for me. It was like six and Chrono Trigger, and then like seven came out, and like it was okay. And I wanted to get into eight, and it was dumb. Gunblades. Hey, the gunblades were cool. Like not functional. That's stupid. But like, it's a neat idea. We can play a little card game in here. Yeah, that's what I want to spend my time doing. Um, I'm just gonna give a little shout out to Ubisoft. Oh, I mean, yeah. you're not wrong there, <laughs> right? Well, okay, but most Ubisoft releases, and like you were totally right. Ubisoft makes them drink. But, like, they at least a year down the road will sometimes fix their games? Maybe. Maybe. Um, but also, like, didn't they, weren't they the ones who acquired Blizz Activision? Isn't that one giant horrible thing now? Mm-mm. No. No? Activision Blizzard was Microsoft. That was Microsoft? Yeah. Really? Microsoft owns Activision Blizzard now. Well, there goes that point. But, you know, still, sex crimes and union busting and yeah. all that good shit. Which is why one of the reasons people were like, I mean... It's not the worst that Microsoft is buying Activision Blizzard since uh, Microsoft dealt with that shit in like was it the 90s Yeah, and uh, have been pretty harsh on people since then. So uh, hopefully they root that out of Activision Blizzard, unlike Ubisoft, who continues to support it wholeheartedly. Hey, their uh, president's a sex criminal and they're proud of that. Yeah. 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 They're the ones who released that mobile game that uh, used the uh, like... Uh, uh, Black Lives Matter fist uh, as a terrorist organization symbol. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! What? Yeah. yeah, I was. Which Watch Dogs game was that? <laughs> cool. Ubisoft, cool dudes for cool people. Hey, they are an international team of all different races, <laughs> creeds, and <laughs> whatever, whatever. <laughs> they hate everyone equally. <laughs> it's not better. <laughs> Also, I think, like, we might have done as many Deep Silver games as we've done Squeenix. I doubt it. It's closer than you want it to be. (laughs) Just any developer that continues to add to the monetization and microtransactions and just the bastardification of the everything, like Activision, Blizzard, Bungo. Oh, yeah. Like, it is hard now because a lot of... AAA, the people who have the money make games, but obviously they need a return on investment. Unfortunately, microtransactions return the investment way better than anything else. 
that's just the way it is. So they get crammed into everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, that makes games worse. Yeah. So if you're just like purely a single player person and like you're playing a single player game and they're like, yeah, but you can buy this stuff from our cash shop. And it's like, it's what are we doing? Yeah. Hey, what? I mean, people spend money on that. And like, that's the problem. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, that is the problem. But like we've rallied against uh, all the stuff that gets put on a disc that they put behind a paywall Mm -hmm. after you've bought the game that like, (laughs) fuck's sake. Yeah, because there's this cool thing where uh, so like games have to be uh, certified by like who you're releasing it on. So like uh, a game development studio has to send a copy of the game to sony or microsoft to run on a playstation 5 or x bone whatever um before they're allowed to release it and this is usually like a month or two before the game comes out and in that ensuing time they could be doing like uh, fixes and stuff and that would be a day one patch or they could just be working on dlc that will be done by the time the game comes out but they don't have to give you Mm -hmm. so you see that actually quite a bit nowadays which was funny um Speaking of Ubisoft, I believe they're the ones who had a game uncertified this they year. They did, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Because you think, what would cause them to uncertify something? Because it's not jank. If a game is broken, Sony doesn't care. Yeah. It, that means the game was either using too many resources or potentially overheating the PS5 so badly that they wouldn't let them release it. Oh, wow. Yeah! <laughs> game development. <laughs> and, like, I get it. It's... Hard. We obviously haven't made a game yet. Uh, no, seriously, though. Uh, <laughs> like, I've got ideas, and uh, that's it. I don't have the coding skills for that, or art skills, or music skills. Get it together, Jason. Fuck's sake. You Jesus need, Christ. You don't need skills to be a developer. Damn right. I mean, we have a whole podcast dedicated to that, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well... If you have any questions, comments, concerns, things you want us to talk about with our mouths, email thebadgamecast at gmail.com. What? <laughs> if you want to find us anywhere else, we're the Bad Gamecast. Uh, Twitch, YouTube, Reddit, that's probably it. And then Discord, where we actually are. Uh, link to the channel? What do you call Discord? You say this every time. I believe it's a server and inside of there is channels. Server, channels. there it is. <laughs> Like words, sometimes they escape me. <laughs> sometimes they come out of your mouth. <laughs> sometimes. Mouth. <laughs> and sometimes you support us with your dollars. Because cash rules everything around you. <laughs> yes. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. Patreon.com forward slash the bad gamecast. Yes, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are the fucking bestest. Better than Jake. <laughs> yeah, take that, me. <laughs> I don't have any plugs. Well, all right. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the socials at Freya Faust. Um, I mostly just hang around uh, Blue Sky and Discord these days. So um, I'm an author. The first, the third book, not first. <laughs> well, also the first. By the first book. The third book of the Ber- <laughs> Misadventures. By the first book before the third book. <laughs> that Otherwise is Otherwise, you're going to be very confused. By the second one after the third. <laughs> right. <laughs> one, three, two. Got it. Yeah, make your own canon. <laughs> Third book just came out. If you'd like to rage at a fictional magical bureaucracy, uh, I've got you covered. Um, join 
I, I got copy here. I just like don't give a shit enough. Buy my book. I know. It's my copy. <laughs> it's her copy. Buy her book. Go, go, go. You don't care about the- They're running out. <laughs> Buy now. I'll read the next episode. Okay. FOMO works, right? That's what games are built on now. Yeah. <laughs> For the bad game cast, I've been a dog turd and a Christmas present. I'm Nathaniel Drake. I am 3,700 men, five at a time. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Why do you keep saying Nathaniel Drake? God, it's like somebody rubbing the fucking hair on you the wrong way. God. It's like your mother. Nathaniel. Nathaniel Drake, you get down here and wash your hands for dinner. Stop creating so much ludonarrative dissonance. You've killed a hundred men. Nathaniel. <laughs>